Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey there, brother! You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. That's right. And we're going to rip and tear through your anus. And no, wait, what? <laughs> this <laughs> this has failed miserably. <laughs> but hey, we're back. Another week. I'm shocked that I did a semi-decent Hulk Hogan impression. That was, that was good. Yeah. That was very good. Leading up to that, I was like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what I was going to do out the gates, but I was just like, it's got to be wrestling heavy. So you landed on tearing anuses well listen i watch a lot of wrestling and uh some of those moves look like real <laughs> anus terrors it's like a night terror but for in your anus, anus. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately the show is off the rails as per our usual uh liking but welcome to another episode moviegoers and you know welcome to you colin i mean we're in your house so i guess i'm yeah i mean I'm welcome but thank you, I appreciate it. Hey man, glad you glad you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> glad I could make it. Yeah. Almost couldn't make it home at yeah. all. And then today's been interesting. Your boy had to save you. Yeah, save my life. Um <laughs> earlier in the day, we were talking like, Oh, should we record an episode today? And I was saying, you know, I'll let you know. Gotta see what's going on at home first. Got out of work, texted you back, like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to record today. Then I found a screw in my tire. Oh, it. I didn't know that you decided you couldn't record before the screw. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, no, even at that point, I still wasn't sure. Yeah. But then, like, I got the screw in the tire, and then I was just like, oh, I'm probably not going to record then because I have to wait for this tow truck. And yeah. then in waiting for the tow truck, you were like, well, I'm coming home from work if you need a ride. And I wasn't going to make wifey drive out. You know, she's got our son. He's a pain in the ass to, you know, load in the car, all that. She has to clean off her car. She's been at home. And, you know, we got some snow yeah. here in New York. And good amount of snow, actually. Good amount. Enough to uh, ruin my morning. <laughs> but you were nice enough to come in and save me. And since I was already in your car, I was like, we may as well record a podcast. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> when your car breaks down, you record a podcast. Yup. <laughs> so welcome to our uh, our auto mechanic podcast. <laughs> Two dudes car reviews with scar and car and carlin <laughs> scar and car scar and scar and carlin we just jam car in our names it's, i think this is a brilliant venture i want to make a podcasting enterprise how do you feel about that i think that's a great idea no no this is gonna be i'm excited for this episode i'm really excited for this episode because you have a wealth of knowledge on this subject that's right. I am going to be our real researcher this time. Yeah. Usually I just sit on the futon and you make very poignant observations and I go, 
Yeah, totally, dude. Like, I offer almost no substance on this podcast. I, I love when that happens, though, especially when I, when I listen back after your edits, and I'm like, that is so insightful. <laughs> yeah, I even leave that in, even though I have the power to remove it. I'm just like, people need to know I'm a dumbass. <laughs> people need to know that I am far from really uh, educated in this subject. But you know what? That's not the point of the podcast. We're just two regular dudes who watch a lot of movies myself more so than you now yeah i guess so i am smoking you this year here's the thing okay here we go. here's the thing here we go we decided we're gonna do netflix movies on the show every once in a while for the big ones this kid is going balls deep in the netflix movies yeah, exploiting the plot hole yeah I or am. exploiting the loophole i like it as a plot hole instead of a loophole i mean yeah. it's a movie podcast yeah i guess so it's a plot twist a plot twist yes here's a twist I'm only watching Netflix movies, basically. <laughs> How many movies have you seen in 2019 now? Uh, I'm at six. You're at six so far. We are recording this in the beginning of March. Yep. I'm at 11, baby. Damn. I'm it's... already almost halfway to the amount of movies I saw in the entirety of 2018. That is true. By like the end of this week, I'll already be halfway. Probably, yeah. I've actually been, I've been watching a lot of movies, but I've been watching a lot of movies that I missed, that I've heard are good. Yeah. I watched, you ever seen Moon? No. With Sam Rockwell. I'm on a sci-fi oh, kick right now. I think that, is that on Netflix right now? It is. I really wanted to watch, w- that, watch that, but it's not from 2019, and I'm really trying to smoke your ass. Because <laughs> so, you embarrassed me last year. You understand this? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mr. Oh, I saw like 116 movies. How many did you see, Sky? 25. Mm, that's good. Almost there. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're getting there, buddy. Punch me on my arm. Call me sport. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> but no, I'm smoking. I'm I'm throwing it down on the podcast. I am going to see more movies than you this year. I'm dedicated to this. All right, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna beat you in theatrical releases though. I don't know, man, because you saw how how many I jammed in like at the very last minute. You did, yeah. <laughs> I watched like nine, nine movies, movies in, in a day. day. <laughs> I think around this time last year, I was probably at like eight. Like I was like it wasn't until like the summer that I like. Oh, st- well, if st- we're talking theatrical releases, we're tied. Oh, okay. Because all of the movies that we've seen in the theaters for 2019, we've done for this podcast. Yeah, true, true. It might be hard for either one of us to break away from each other in terms of theatrical releases because I pretty much only go to the movies if it's like, well, it's for the pod. I'm, I'm probably going to go on a on a bender one of these days. We'll see. Yeah. I will also go on a bender on a different day. <laughs> I, I would like to see some movies that you're also not seeing. That way we have like oh, yeah, kind of varying sure. lists. I um. Just getting back to the movies I've watched. I think in the last week, I've watched Moon, Children of Men, No Country for Old Men. You're on a real men, 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 men moon. kick. <laughs> yeah. And I was watching The Hurt Locker earlier today. More like the Squirt Locker, am I right? I I guess. Squirt. Squirt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're listening to Two Dudes Squirt Reviews, which actually almost relates to our uh, our episode today. We'll, we'll touch on that later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it begins it begins but no uh today we are going to be talking fighting with my family mm-hmm. which i'm so excited because now i get to join my two loves well i guess i have more than two loves because i also have like a wife and a child those are two of my loves well this movie deals with family it is family so maybe your three loves and fighting and four loves <laughs> yeah i love fighting <laughs> I will punch somebody for no reason. This combines my four loves, fighting, family, wrestling, and movies. And movies, yeah. <laughs> but now, now I finally 
get to sound smart on one of these episodes potentially i think i think you're gonna impress i'm gonna put on my big boy pants i came with like three full pages of notes you it's make bananas. it sound like you don't make good points during these like we, we joked about sometimes how, when you say totally but i feel like a lot of the time you make really good points also Aww. we've been putting up the tomato tomato scores for you to vote on instagram on our story that's right and i was looking at it last week and i was like Damn, most people disagree with me. So I mean, you're, the, right. you're the man of the people. I am the man of the people. So <laughs> that's why I want to see the people coming out on social media, talking to us, letting us know which one of us you like better. No, that's probably not. <laughs> oh, we should put up a poll. <laughs> Have them tomato, tomato, us. <laughs> but no, we definitely want to like talk to more people. And we've been seeing more people reach out to us on social media, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a few people... You know, chatting with us on Instagram, which is great, but we also got our first like official review through Facebook. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, super, super awesome guy, Brian from Indiana. Want to give him a shout out. Thank you for listening, man. Uh, glad you're enjoying the show. Really stoked. You're our first review. That's so. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. No, I I read the review and I was like, wow, that's really awesome. And I was like, okay. He knows Sky, right? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, he doesn't share a mutual friend with Sky. Okay, well, that no. is even more awesome. So we're we really be appreciate friends now. That. That's my best friend. <laughs> we're going to hang out every day. I'm going to Indiana Yeah, next you're moving. Week. Yeah. I'm moving again. You just moved, but now you're moving again. Yeah, man. <laughs> I am a nomad. <laughs> I, I go where the people are because I'm a man of the people, as we've established. It's mm-hmm. canon now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should write Any, a movie. Anytime someone sends a good review, you move to their I move <laughs> to their town like, and yeah. befriend them. Oh god. Please guys, don't write reviews. <laughs> Let's leave it alone. But yeah, man. We're super excited. We're just happy to keep bringing stuff every single week. 2019 is the year of the two dudes. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Screw you, Chinese calendar. You don't know. You don't know. Year of the pig or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't even know if it's the year of the pig. It's the year of the two dude. It's the year of the two dudes. Uh, the two dude or the two dudes? <laughs> the two dude. Oh, it's like one being, but yeah. is two dudes. Yes. But it's the two dude. I'm glad. Yes. <laughs> the two d- d- dude. They're connected to the dick. <laughs> They're not docking, though. The human centipede. Oh, my God. I would, I would human centipede you. Yeah. <laughs> Shoddy middle. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you have to be the back, though. Mm. And we get a Japanese guy on the front. This is the worst. I've never watched that movie. I've refused to watch that movie. I have seen it six times. Oh. Because I show people it. Oh, that's the, the worst thing I've ever heard. We should watch it. No. Oh, my God. We should do an episode where we do live commentary. I won't watch that movie. It's not super long. It's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> Our podcast is generally longer than that movie. Like, we we should really do that. We I'll do that for another movie. I'm not watching that movie, though. Well, you know what we should do? We should sew your mouth to my anus. No. Get on all fours and crawl out your front door, down the road, all the way to the trailer park. That was the greatest segue ever. <laughs> I'm the king, baby. I'm the king. No Wallace one. victory. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Colin, what are we fucking doing in this trailer park this week? Well, this week, we are talking about Starsky and Hutch. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're... We're talking Calvin and Hobbes. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, we're actually talking Hobbes and Shaw. Okay. Wow. That. All right. This is disappointing. That. Yeah. I mean, you started off real strong. This is what of the the fucking eleventh movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Who knows? Yeah. But it's the first spinoff from Fast and Furious. 
Yeah. Some people might argue Tokyo Drift is kind of a spinoff, but even with like the later movies, they've actually looped back and tied Tokyo Drift closer to the the main nut of the story, I guess. You're going to have to uh, carry this. Not only are you carrying this entire episode, you're carrying this trailer park as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Because I, I have never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Wow. I haven't seen all of them, but I've That's seen more, than, more than you. Yeah. yeah. I just have no interest. I'm not. I'm not a car guy. And we should do a live commentary of all of the movies in a row, one episode. <laughs> it's going to be like a 16-hour episode. I don't know. I have no interest. No interest. I don't blame you. Not in the cars. Now they're not even about cars. Now they're yeah, about it, punching bridges with their hey, bare hands and making them collapse. <laughs> if you hate cars, Fast and Furious movies are for you. They're barely in them anymore. <laughs> That's what I, I texted you, and I was like, remember when Fast and Furious was actually about the cars? I almost don't remember. remember? <laughs> yeah. But no, Hobbs and Shaw. Doing this one because of the connection with The Rock. The Rock was a producer, and he appears um, a little more than I was expecting in Fighting With My Family, but that's our tether. That's our tether here. Sometimes we have a theme. Sometimes we don't. This time we have a fucking theme because we're professionals. (laughs) I think earlier in the episode I mentioned I wasn't a professional. Professional. (laughs) Listen, the continuity is all over the place. (laughs) Where in the timeline is this? Who knows? We'll find out. But yeah, man, you got it. You got it queued up for us. Let's. I do have it queued up. Let's take a look at this fucking action-packed jamboree. Yeah, I guess that's what you could call it. <laughs> I'm dealing with the future of the planet. Man, I'm the necessary shock to the system. Just always like above this. <laughs> we might see this movie and find out that he's not. Maybe. Bulletproof. Superhuman. Who the hell are you? Bad guy. Some Suicide Squad reference there. <laughs> bad guy. We're the bad guys. Will Smith dropped out of Suicide Squad too. We need help. Good for him. Mmm, <laughs> spoonful of coffee. Our target's name is Brixton. He's a ghost. We're gonna need the best trackers in the business. Luke Hobbs. I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass. That's some that's some wrestling line right there. Yeah. That was like a stone cold thing. Outside the system. Deckard Shaw. I'm what you might call a champagne problem. Rogue former MI6. I haven't seen the Jason Statham movie in years. I saw the Meg last year and wanted to uh, drown in the waters (laughs) with the Meg. No way. This guy's a real ass. Oh, oh, the audio squeaked. He didn't hear him. He might have cussed. This job. Oh, there's some cars. Quite stealth. Stand true. There's the money shot. Oh, Look yeah. You. I'm trying to save the world, which, for the record, will be my fourth time. Fuck yeah, Rock. Fuck yeah, Rock. You have no idea what we're doing. You just keep saying that. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Rock. Because he's fucking dope. Idris Elba, though, is awesome. Hogs. Oh, sure. Although, you see that CG there? Yeah, I did. Oh. Is he like a superhero? I just don't get that. Vin Diesel literally punched a bridge in the last one and it collapsed. They are superheroes now. Okay, well, we might have to talk about this when this trailer is done. Oh, you want to talk superheroes? Yeah, this is absurd. Motherfucker runs down a skyscraper. I thought that was funny. This elevator bit. That, that is insane. 
strategy. Oh wait, is it called Fast and Furious? Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. You had to open your big mouth, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, I thought it was a cool thing to say in the moment. All right, man. Fucking rock. So I just felt like we just really ripped that movie a new one. Just kind of just <laughs> that. That being said, I kind of really want to see this. I'm going to say this. It um, looks, I know we hate this as a review point. It looks like a fucking lot of fun. I'm enjoying, I guess, the humor portion of it. The Rock has proven to be pretty funny. And he's super charismatic. He's charismatic, yeah. I've never liked Jason Statham very much. Me neither. I, I never bought into like the Transporter movies no. or whatever the, else the Meg. uh he's also in um the meg <laughs> what's what's is it crank crank's the one that he's in oh yes yes, yeah. yes. that was the one i was trying to think of yeah I, I didn't like that movie i thought that was ridiculous but i guess maybe that's his niche is ridiculous bad movies <laughs> yeah i but, mean good for him he's making crazy money on these oh yeah you, you know you know this movie's gonna be a huge success yeah probably i mean all the Fast and Furious movies make a shit ton of money. Yeah. I'll give them this. They're better than the Transformer movies. Oh, for sure. I, I haven't, also, well, I mean, I haven't seen them, but you could already tell. I, I can tell. <laughs> just they're from just trailers. <laughs> but this movie looks like they're taking a huge step towards self-awareness and like realizing like these movies are fucking insane at this point. They're just like, you know what? We need a bad guy. We should just make him bulletproof and superhuman strength and he can run down a skyscraper and just make it batshit crazy because who cares anymore i guess so but at the same time like i feel like now i'd rather just see a car movie like a street racing movie like the first two yeah. or three of them. i mean two two years ago baby driver was one of my favorite movies of the year oh yeah it's great yeah i mean kevin spacey yeah great man <laughs> wait wait is he has something happened <laughs> just staring at each other <laughs> <laughs> works works great on an audio platform visual gags i mean all these these movies, I think just in the US, the franchise has made like almost like two billion dollars. That's only in the US. It's wow. like 1.5, 1.6 billion. Like and these you know movies these have gotta be kind of rushing in China. Oh yeah, for crushing. sure. Rushing. Yeah, no, I mean it looks like they're doing a good job with the humor. There's some funny parts. The rock kind of <laughs> mouth and F you to him in the in the elevator yeah. and like giving him the finger and stuff they're like that. They're kind of being like, a little bit like cheeky yeah. in this, to use like a British term. Cheeky. Crikey! Oh, wait, that's shit. That's not uh, wrong country. I can see the appeal to it. I'm not particularly excited for this. We have to see it. I have a movie podcast. I know. We'll go see it. I hope we see this, and you're like, that was the most trash movie, and I'm like, this might be in my top ten. (laughs) See, here's the thing. I haven't seen any of these movies. I don't have an attachment to any of them, so I'm probably just going to go into this and just be like, the fuck am I watching? This looks like you don't really need much of the context. I think all you need to know is Hobbs and Shaw... They don't necessarily get along right away, but they will. <laughs> that's, that's not that's cliche. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, I think this is a movie, it's coming out, and they're just like, bro, it is what it is. Just come see it. Yeah. There's going to be funny moments, and it's going to be a lot of action, and I'm sure there's going to be some gorgeous girls in white tank tops that start off clean in the beginning and end up dirty, because that's like how all of these movies are. <laughs> Idris Elba's in this? Mm-hmm. I said that he's above this, but at the same time, I was thinking about the movies he's made recently. He hasn't made many good movies recently. What else has he done in like most recently? So he was in The Dark Tower. Oh, right. Which is very bad. Yep. He was in Molly's Game. 
which I don't know if you saw it. That was very I good. I didn't see that. He's he's not in it much, but he's in that. Pacific Rim, he was in the first one. I enjoyed Pacific Rim, but I also acknowledge that that's not like great cinema. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in things that have been like, wow, this guy really has the chops, but he hasn't been in much lately. And he's been in a lot of kind of like cheesy action movies lately. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of money in that. Yeah, I guess so. But like, Man, I've never hated someone more than his character in The Office. So I was like, oh, man, yeah. this guy can really act. He can get under my skin. <laughs> and then, so he was, he was a good foil in that, but this isn't a TV podcast. No, it's not. But And every time we talk TV, it's always The Office. It is The Office. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, spoiler, we will be talking The Office during our review of the movie. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, all right. Well, mm. oh, okay. Mm. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, me personally, not looking forward to this. I don't think this looks very good. I think it looks awesome, and I can't wait. Okay, well, I'm glad. I was the one who suggested this. I've actually seen this trailer like four times. Yeah, I watched it the one time, and I was like, eh. I watched <laughs> it the first time, and I was same. And then I and then I was thinking about it, because I had said, like, oh, we should do this because it's The Rock, and then it makes sense for the trailer park. And then I watched it again, because I sent it to you, and I was like, they really just run down a fucking skyscraper. <laughs> and I really went back and watched. I'm like, this this trailer alone is off the fucking walls. <laughs> the movie must be totally Hunters. insane. Yeah, like, I'm actually very excited. I, I this. The last time we talked about this, you brought that up and you're just like, and there he is, hightailing it down the side of a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how can you, how can that be bad? Explain to me one way that that could be bad. That is actually a great point. I see nothing that I can argue with. <laughs> there you go. See, that w- even your way of not adding anything sounded more articulate than my usual. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, speaking of hightailing it out of here, let's run down this skyscraper out of the trailer park. Also, who built a fucking skyscraper in this trailer park? <laughs> but for real, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Goddamn, The Rock, man. Can't hate him, especially because of his hands in this movie. No, and The Rock has been doing pretty good lately. There's a few missteps, but overall, I feel like he's having a little bit of, I don't want to say a revival, but I feel like he's, I mean, I think he's actually the highest money-making actor in Hollywood right now. I believe so, I, but at he the also very does least, mostly big box office, like, action jams. Yeah, I was going to say, at the very least, he is probably the most in demand. He's pointing out, like, three movies a year at least this year he's got fighting with my family he's working on that tv show ballers um, all right last year rampage and skyscraper i didn't see skyscraper but rampage i didn't like but the year before that you want to hear something funny what i always get excited because hbo like hbo go now all that they get fairly recent releases so i i get excited because i get to see newer movies come up do you want to hear the lineup that I have to deal with for this next month? Oh, tell me. I think I know. Skyscrapers. Nice. Or Skyscraper. Rampage. Nice. The Meg. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be able to walk right after that. <laughs> yeah. You get buttfucked by HBO. 2017, though, uh, The Fate of the Furious and Jumanji. Jumanji was actually very fun. 2016, Central Intelligence. I like that. Moana. So, I mean... All right. Yeah, he's been putting out good stuff. Yeah, Moana's great. Moana is really good. I mean, I hate it as a father, because I've seen it a million times, and I know every word now, but undeniably, very good movie. Yeah, very good. But no movie's good when you have to watch it 10 times a day. trying to think of a movie that I could watch 10 times a day and still love it. I could probably watch Lord of the Rings The Two Towers 10 times in a day, but... 
that would be over a day. It's like 30 something hours of movie. Yeah. Ooh, cuz you're talking like the extended cuts. I mean, that's that's just the regular cut. Really? Yeah, they're 3 hours long. Yikes, man. But anyways, not what we're talking about. We're talking about wrestling. Wrestling. You're on my turf now. So yeah. so yeah, Rock has been just all up in the movie biz. Probably one of the biggest This is like always a common debate, especially in wrestling more so than just acting. Because when you want to talk crossover stars from wrestling to the movie industry or just the popular lexicon of the world, really one of the first people who did it was like a lot of people claim like Hulk Hogan and stuff. But like Ric Flair also had a huge crossover success into like mainstream, you know, entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, But probably Hulk Hogan's your first go to. But even like Andre the Giant, he was in Princess Bride and stuff. So there's a long history of wrestlers going from the ring to the screen. But I could probably argue that The Rock is the biggest one to ever do it. Yeah, no, I would. I think so. Because look at the movies that Hulk Hogan was in. No Holds Barred. Rocky 3. Was it Rocky 3? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like The Rock has just been such a made such a big impact in Hollywood. And now you have like John Cena kind of following in those footsteps mm-hmm. and he's starting to get more like bigger, better roles. Like he started off yeah, really he's weak. Do- he's doing well now. Yeah. Like he started like straight to DVD stuff, like just through WWE. Like they have their own studio that they put out like the Marine movies and stuff like that. But the, the rock is like the epitome of what a crossover star from wrestling looks like and now anybody after that is searching for that rock level success Mm -hmm. so he set the bar and now that he's like actually produced he's getting more behind the scenes on movies like i can feel his touch throughout this movie yeah i I could see that there's a few things i won't get into them now but i i could definitely see that there's one thing in particular towards the end of the movie that i was like oh that is awesome and i We'll get to it, but I, I I wonder if I wrote it down too. I want, pro- pro- I, you probably did. You probably did. But. I noticed a lot, but before before we get too deep into the actual movie, since I have more of like that world of knowledge of wrestling, I actually prepared a quick little catch up bio for you and any of our listeners who might not be familiar with Paige's wrestling career. If you want to hear a little bit about that, yeah. So I mean, I guess for those who don't know. Fighting with my family is basically the biopic of Paige. Yep, the wrestler. Is it biopic or is it biopic? I thought it was biopic. But I thought it was biopic, like it's a biographical picture. Pic. I've heard biopic though. I've heard both, so we're probably both right. I've said both. I flip flop. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, I'm not nitpicking you. I was genuine question. I didn't know what was right because <laughs> I have heard both. We'll get on Wikipedia. But anyway, it is the the true story of basically how she came to WWE fan or like, you know, she became a WWE star. Yeah. It's a wild story, too. It is. I have a very I have some knowledge of wrestling and the people in it and kind of like how things work, but it's very surface level. So I'm curious as to what you can you can tell me here. I'm great. I hope you have questions for me because I'm sure I could answer all of them. No, I won't. Great. Well, I didn't. I didn't check like timelines in the movie. I wasn't really paying attention to like what years they were saying. That's not necessarily like important. It you could just 
take the same story and just place it present day. But I'm sure they probably placed it in the right timeline. But there is something weird about the timeline of the movie because of just some things that they omit. So 2012 is, is around when she started in NXT. NXT is WWE's developmental camp. The minor leagues. Sort of, because it is, it's almost like it's a third brand now because it has so much popularity and they play some similar like stadiums when they have big shows they don't always have like a big show like that they're called takeovers actually went to the one in brooklyn that just happened this past summer but back then when she was there it was very much just like training camp essentially it's like boot camp for wrestlers that they see as prospects who can become main roster stars but it's like a good place for them to learn like different moves and how to really be be a wrestler on tv and like know your camera marks and stuff like that and learn how to cut promos and just understanding like that side of the business so 2012 is when she enters nxt and when she starts a lot of people when they first are introduced like some people get a squash match just right out the gate where they wrestle some nobody and they just flatten them in like a minute just to establish them as a dominant force but she loses her first couple matches just introductory and you know that's something that's booked that's not because she sucks that's just because they're like all right you're gonna lose this match to this person that's the, the storyline that they're going for exactly so she loses a couple the interesting thing about her when she got there is she's like they even refer to her in commentary as like the anti-diva because at that time and even now they still have a tendency to bring in female wrestlers who weren't wrestlers before they don't come from a wrestling background they were cheerleaders models so they get to in the movie exactly they touch on that in the movie which i thought was pretty cool and and, uh interesting so they refer to her as like the anti-diva a lot because she doesn't look like everybody else who was there especially at that time Mm -hmm. now she's kind of responsible for like blowing the doors open and now you see people of all different body types and all different builds and looks and I feel like a lot of that is due to her and her success in the industry. So it's totally understandable why they'd make a movie about her. She's pretty important in the business in terms of like WWE. Okay. Now there's plenty of other wrestling companies who have been giving women proper placement on their roster and on the card. Yeah. Because like their matches are like five minutes, right? They used to be now they're like headlining pay-per-views and stuff like that. That's good. But it's taken WWE a lot longer to get to that point than most other places, Mm -hmm. but you know, they want to claim that they're progressive in women's revolution and all this. And it's like, all right, well, you're also like 10 years behind. Yeah. So, but 2013, this is important because this is something that is left out in the movie. 2013 is when they first created the NXT women's championship. So up until that point, there was only the men's championship, just the heavyweight champion of NXT. And there was the tag team belt. Now they created the women's belt. So to crown the first ever NXT women's champion, they had a tournament. She wins that tournament. Okay. Prior to that, she had won. So she lost her first couple matches, but then she starts on a winning streak. She wins the tournament. She becomes the first ever NXT women's champion. I felt like that was something that's pretty important for her career. And I was actually kind of surprised that it's not in the film at all. You're telling me this now. And right away, I'm like, oh man, it's not that there's plot holes, but it's like, Oh, I'm already seeing things that are factually incorrect. Now. Exactly. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it later. But so she's the first one. She has a 308 day reign as champion and she never loses. She never lost the title. She actually relinquished the title when 
Fast forward to the night after WrestleMania 30, she debuts on Raw and wins the Divas Championship. Her first against night. AJ Lee, right? Against AJ yeah. Lee. AJ Lee also total smoke show. <laughs> I <laughs> watched. I her. actually watched that match. Yeah, because you could watch it in like four minutes. Yeah, it's a very short match, but insanely short. Like I thought that maybe because they show it in the movie. I thought maybe in the movie it was like the movie they like quadrupled the match length. They, for that final they, scene it's basically the match is in the movie and i was like sitting there like man that was quick and i watched the, the like the actual clip the and actual I was like, match oh, is shorter shit. the actual <laughs> yeah. match is shorter like what but she wins that title at 21 years old she is the still the youngest women's champion in wwe history 21 years old when she won that so suck on that all you people in your late 20s who haven't done shit like me but she has an awesome run, but you know, she loses the title. They do like they do like a hot potato thing, especially with like titles that WWE doesn't really like pay attention to. And at that time, I mean they were still called divas. So she was in the company in a transition period where they went from divas to women's champions. So it was like super important. And the belt was awful back then. It was like a yeah. pink it looked like a pink butterfly. butterfly. Yeah. It's easily the worst, most like disgusting misogynistic belt i've ever seen it's it's awful they also have that show that's called total divas they still have that now yeah still out there's still some problems baby (laughs) and they still have wrestlers who come in and they're like i was a cheerleader or as a model and they don't really wrestle for like the first like year or two they're mostly like a valet for like other male wrestlers and then while they're just in the business they train and stuff and then they start doing matches now some of them are like really good but their first couple of years, you're just like, oof, why are they here? Yeah. Which they also touch on in the movie. But unfortunately for Paige, around like August 2016, she gets a, a really bad neck injury and she gets sidelined for a little over a year. In that time, there's some scandal, which we'll touch on later when we discuss the movie. But there was like question about if she was going to come back. But at this time, they were already working on fighting with my family but triumphantly she actually comes back in in 2017 right yeah like end of the like close to the end of the year either like november december something like that she comes back and it's like a big big ordeal when she comes back i actually got to see her wrestle too oh yeah yeah yeah. early 2018 i saw her wrestle oh no 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 it would have been because it was a christmas show at madison square garden but that was fucking cool and she's great. She's great in the ring. And she's amazing on the microphone. Like, I love her. She's she's genuinely a very good wrestler and entertainer just in general. She's awesome. But, unfortunately, she re-injures her neck. I, I don't remember if it's, like, slipped discs or exactly what the injury is. But it's basically, like, a progressive injury where, like, your spine is, like, fusing with your, with, like, your tailbone. Okay. And it basically it sidelined a few other wrestlers in the past who've had to retire early. And sadly she had to retire. She was on the bench before she announced her retirement, but they were just kind of not saying anything about it. Everybody knew she was injured at that time. She was kind of managing these two younger women who they brought up from NXT at that point. And uh, she just wasn't doing in ring stuff. She wasn't taking bumps. But everybody kind of knew, like, fuck, like, she just got back. She's been back for only a few months, and now she's injured again and probably never coming back. But they held off on it. Probably the saddest thing in that story is 
they announced the first ever all women's Royal Rumble. And this was right after she got injured, I believe. Oh, no. I think they announced it. Then she got injured. And now she can't be in it. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, this, a big part of the women's revolution she had a hand in. And now she can't participate in this monumentous, like, occasion for the for the women on the roster. So that was like super sad. If you know a lot about her real life story, this movie is actually very sad. Like it tries to end on a really positive note, but knowing the future, you're like, fuck man, this is, this is a real bummer. <laughs> it's a real bummer. But then in April post WrestleMania, she like officially announced her retirement and is like, in like a super sad speech and everything. So in a nutshell, that is Paige. So this movie basically gave you everything before that. It It's weird because out of all of that that I just said, this movie gives you about, I'd say, like a quarter of it, maybe a third of that story. Yeah. I mean, most of it, it seems like timeline-wise, takes place before it, but the NXT stuff, they kind of glazed over glazed real over. quick. They, and you know what? They glazed over, but a lot of the movie is that. It, yeah, it, it, a lot of the well, movie... more the training. It's not the actual climb. Yeah, on the show, mm-hmm. it's mostly just like her the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, which I can see why they would do it because if you wanted to see her in ring action, you can you find can just it. YouTube it. Yeah, you could YouTube it. You can go on the network or whatever. Like you can you can watch all of that stuff. So I can kind of see why they do it, but I still felt like her being the first ever women's champion in NXT. It's kind of a kind of important. Yeah. I thought so. I didn't mean I didn't know that, but now that you've told me that, I definitely feel like that probably should have been in the movie, especially because there are a few pacing issues that I have with the movie that I think that would have solved. Well, now that we know a little bit more about her background, let's let's just talk the movie. All right. Well, I'll start off just real quick with the the bare bones info that we always get into because we have to hit me with um, it. Stephen Merchant directs this movie and wrote this movie. Which makes sense because there's a lot of really good comedic beats to this movie. And he's fucking amazing. And when I was saying The Office, he wrote and directed some episodes of both the UK and the US Office. Yeah. As far as the director goes, he doesn't really direct much other than like a lot of TV shows. I think the only uh, movie that he's directed is uh, Cemetery Junction, which I haven't seen. I don't know anything about it. He's actually an actor in a lot of things. Yes. So in the Tooth Fairy, which was also with The Rock. Oh, maybe that's how they got their connection yeah, with each other. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, other movies, one movie that me and you both really loved, he's in Logan. Yep. It's Caliban. Yeah. Yep. Hall Pass. And uh, he's actually in Fighting With Your Family. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. Of yeah. course I caught Okay. Yeah, of course, okay. man. In one of probably the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, he's he plays uh, the Zack character's... Like girlfriends, yeah, yeah, fall in law. Basically, that family is there for a lot of comedic relief. Basically, and it's funny because they themselves are not funny at all. They almost say nothing, but it it's that very British absurdity around them. Yeah, it's that British like dry humor that I fucking love. Like that's like right up my alley. But yeah, that that scene when they're around the dinner table, that's very very funny. And throughout the movie, there's some very funny moments. Yeah, they show up later on in the movie too. Yeah, that's Towards good. Good laugh. Florence, P- uh, is it Pew? I think it's Florence Pew. That's how you pronounce her last name. Pew, pew, pew. P-U-G-H, though. She plays uh, Paige, yep. a.k.a. Soraya Knight. Well, it would actually be Soraya Knight, a.k.a. Paige. Yeah, you're Although right. she goes no, by Paige right. for, I think, most of the AKA movie. A.k.a. Brittany. <laughs> a.k.a. Brittany for a very short amount of time. Yeah. 
I will say this. She is fucking amazing in this movie. Yeah, she's really good. She's really good. Like, this could be star-making performance, I think, out of her. She's not yeah. in a ton before this. And actually, three of the movies that she's been in were all last year, 2018. She was in Outlaw King. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, Malevolent. And she was in The Commuter with Liam Neeson. Okay. So, so she's um, she's kind, kind of an up-and-comer. Yeah. yeah. That's good, though. Yeah. Nick's- also, also because of how young Paige was Yeah. then, During, like, yeah. you know. Nick Frost plays her dad. He's amazing. Rowdy, rowdy Ricky Knight. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And I think, yeah, everyone knows Nick Frost from Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, all that stuff. Lena Headey. Hetty? Is it Hetty? I don't know. Lena Headey. I'm going to say that. I'm terrible with everybody's names. Yeah, I'm bad. You'll, you're going to find that out very quickly if you haven't already. Oh, they already know. <laughs> she plays Julia Knight. She's been in a lot, but a lot of it's like, I don't think she's been in anything really that amazing. Like yeah. I was like, she's kind of under the radar like, stuff. Yeah, like I recognized like, her, but I couldn't place her. Like I, I recognized it, like three hundred, The Purge, like oh right, stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. There's a movie called The Cave, which is really bad. It came out when I was in high school. Sounds dope. <laughs> yeah. Jack Loudon plays Zach. Zodiac Zach. Gotta love wrestler names. I know. There's one that I, I just want to say it in a bit because I think it's so funny. But he was in Dunkirk. I don't know if you saw Dunkirk. I but didn't. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk is fucking awesome. Mary Queen of Scots, which came out last year. Caliber, which was, I think, a Netflix movie. That was pretty good. And Vince Vaughn is basically playing a PG-13 version of his character from Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, it's the same character, just with a lot more cursing. That's fun. Yeah. Well, I loved him in this. If you, Also, just, you have to see Hacksaw Ridge. All right, well, you gotta put it on it. my list. Yeah, but he, he's really good in this, too. I, I really liked him. And the name that I was going to say, Roy, the brother who's like barely in the, barely in the movie because he's yeah. in jail, his wrestling name was the Zebra Kid. I didn't even catch that. I, I looked it up. And oh. He, yeah. <laughs> he was the Zebra Kid. I was like- Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but- uh, Wrestler names are could sometimes be the worst. There was a wrestler. You might know him now rec- more recently by Kane. Okay. I don't know. You remember from back in the day? Where's the red mask? Yeah. Fire all that. Kane, back in the mid early 90s, used to go by Isaac Yankum DDS. <laughs> He's a dentist. Isaac Yankum. Yankum. Oh, jeez. Oh, wrestling business is very pun heavy and very like alliteration heavy. Yeah. No, I've, yeah. I've I se- fucking love it. <laughs> Just looking at the cast alone, though, this isn't like a standout cast like you're not looking at it like oh shit there's a lot of star power on this yeah i mean the, there is but it's not it's not like you know we were talking about velvet buzzsaw where there's just a fucking huge cast in it right but i think everyone in this they're not walking in with a bunch of oscars already no they're not but honestly like this has a lot of really strong performances in it yeah i don't think there's anyone who does not bring it acting wise there is so much heart in this movie and every character on screen has some sort of like emotional depth to them that you don't see a lot of in in movies just in general. Yeah. There really isn't and when I say re- like really, I would say there isn't any character that feels un like feels wasted. Anybody who has lines, they give you depth. Even surprisingly, cuz at, at first you almost see um some of the other women who are in the training camp with her that they wouldn't have any depth and that's kind of the the thing that they're trying to get in your head. Mm-hmm. But then you find out there is, and it almost makes their relationship stronger in the end. And fuck, man, they there's didn't... a there's a kid who is is blind in this movie, yeah. who doesn't really have many lines at all, and he has almost a story arc to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They teach him how to wrestle. Blind kid how to wrestle. Holy shit! Great cast in this, and I was really looking forward to this movie. 
it looked good at the same time a little worried because WWE Studios does not have a good reputation. No, they don't. I was they like skimming over movies. some of their movies and it was like the Scorpion King and like Leprechaun and like all these movies. And it's like, yeah. I looked at the Rotten Tomato scores and it was like 25, 8, 20, 15, 29, 17, 10, 29. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This is going to be rough. But this movie. They don't have a good track record for sure. Yeah. This movie definitely is an outlier. Yeah. But they also have a much different team behind them. There's like. This is a real movie, whereas those other ones are basically like straight to DVD. Like, let's make some cash. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. But but this, you can tell that everybody involved really cared for the story. Yeah, and I, I think, think so because too. it's it's a real story, mm-hmm. and these are real people. They're not just writing characters, and even a lot of the dialogue in it is stuff that had really been said. Mm-hmm. Like they they pull a lot from real life, and actually. Fighting with my family was originally like a BBC. I think it was like a TV documentary. I don't think it was its own like movie, but that's kind of like where a lot of dialogue and a lot of the story pulls from is that original documentary that aired on BBC. There's there's dialogue pulled from that, but also just in general, the dialogue in this movie's this is a well-written movie. Yes. Like very like, much so. Yeah, like there's there's very No surprise there when you know who's writing it though. Yeah. Like the dialogue is great. It's very crisp. There's there's some really good jokes in it. It hits you in the feels multiple times. Like 15 minutes in and I was almost in tears, more so because I know her fate in the future because, you know, I live in the present and this movie's talking about the past. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing like her unfortunate early retirement and everything, it kind of makes you like really sad for her. Like immediately I felt for her, but I also already knew her story. Yeah. I cheated <laughs> see i didn't know her story and that's also like it's funny because you had almost the opposite reaction that i did for me it was like a feel-good movie for you it was kind of depressing yeah it's super sad <laughs> yeah so you want to just get into like the i guess the structure of the, the story in this how they go about telling the story yeah for sure so the movie opens up and there's young soraya yeah. young zach and then the same looking parents <laughs> yeah <laughs> When you hit a certain age, yeah, it no. doesn't show as often <laughs> or as fast. But basically, they establish right out of the right right away, and that scene immediately is funny. There's yeah, humor in that right out the gate. I was gonna say, I I got very worried with that opening scene. Really? Yeah. Why? I felt very. I was getting a very campy vibe from it, and I was uh, like, okay. I was like, oh, this might be like really cheesy. Like they were coming at you hard with like, yeah, we're all wrestlers and we're all not your typical family but it was like a little bit too on the nose for me and i was kind of like i'm not sure how this is gonna go but five minutes later i was i was on board yeah they basically show you that do they stay on with like do they stay on them as kids for that long i think they show them in the ring not for a long long time yeah they 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 do show them like in the ring and grappling a little bit and then when she takes her first bump it when she hits the mat that flashes forward to like she's wrestling now mm-hmm. and she's kind of like the age that she is for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Also, I know we, we kind of got off the cast ready, but she looks a lot like the real page in real life. Yeah. They did a really good job. Yeah. Actually all the casting for the most part looks a lot like the actual people. Yeah. I thought the, the like the casting of the mom, even Nick Fr- Frost looks a little bit like the dad. So good job on there. Not only just with the acting, but just the looks of everyone. But you know she's she's uh, a little bit grown up. How she's seventeen? She eighteen? I think she probably eighteen. Yeah, and it 
maybe maybe even like a little bit older because I mean technically if we're talking real life continuity like 2013 she was 21 because that's when she won the title mm-hmm. so she joined nxt when she was 20 okay but i think they kind of age her down a little bit in this yeah she looks a little bit younger than Paige did then that was something i was actually worried about going into the movie i was like they make her look like she's like almost 16 but i mean she was already 20 by the time she was signing up you know yeah but I think that might have just been like this actress kind of looks a little young, but I think she is like of the right age for what she's playing. But yeah. anyways, it's besides the point. She looks much younger than all the people around her, especially when she yeah. gets to NXT or, you know, in the develop or like the, the training. But that's part, good because it. It, it does show like the contrast in the business at that time. Yeah. And even now. So basically they, they, they kind of establish how the, the family, you know, is one of the few like groups of people still wrestling in the UK. Or at least in their area. Yeah. Yeah. Because where they're from, they're from... Uh, Norwich. Norwich, yeah. Not Norwich. <laughs> Norwich. Yeah, because they, they make they make comments of that. <laughs> they show uh, one of their, like, events that they're having. Not but, a lot of people there. Yeah. Super rinky-dink. They're, they're not making much money. Indie prom- promotion. Yeah. If any of you guys have been to, like, an indie wrestling show, you'll realize it is a pretty real portrayal. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to a few indie shows. And I, it's... I actually have too. That's the one thing with wrestling that Whoa. I have. Oh, to... yeah. oh yeah, that's right. I mm-hmm. forget about that. But yeah, so the, I mean, they're they're wrestling and uh, they show the whole family dynamic. There's, <laughs> I also wasn't a huge fan of this scene, but I guess it's pretty funny. They're kind of showing like how far they're willing to push wrestlers when the dad is interviewing oh, yeah, someone. Yeah. It was a little too slapsticky for me, but it, it is funny. They hit hit the guy in the balls with a bowling ball. Yeah, and also with like the the trash can. Yeah, the like, trash what's, can. what's it feel like? And he just smashes it's him with it. He's like, feels like that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> but I will say that I liked it because I thought it was funny. But also, that's kind of how wrestlers are, where they'll just put their body through like the worst shit just for the business because they love wrestling that much. So it's just like, hey, like we're gonna set this table on fire and slam you through it. You cool with that? And nobody wants to say no because you want to get booked as much as possible. So they're just like, yeah. And I, so I thought that was actually probably not outside the realm of possibilities. No, I mean, they, they show a scene later on in the movie with Zach that is way more Gnarly. intense with the tax. That's nothing. I I should. Oh, man, we should stop this right now. And I should show you some matches. I've seen some ones where because I know that this is no longer allowed, but they used to keep like razor blades underneath the ring. And they would like cut themselves basically. Yeah, they say it's no longer allowed. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. They, yeah. WWE takes a stand on like, we don't blade anymore. There's a big thing back in like the 80s, 90s, even like early 2000s, people were still blading. But it's kind of like taboo in, in WWE, not in like the industry as a whole. But they break it out for special occasions. Basically, just WrestleMania, someone will bleed. And it's always <laughs> like in the main event and it's like super telegraphed. And- but no, so they, Zach finds out that he's having a kid. Yeah. They invite the future mother and father in law yeah. over and it causes it's just, for a very very great scene. Yeah, very like cuz their family is like very I don't want to use the word like white trash, but they're kind of Honestly, like Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them the next time we went to talk about a trailer, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> they, they they live in the trailer park. Yeah, but they're, you know, they're definitely and and the the girls' uh, parents who are visiting are like very like snooty, a little upper more posh. class. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they're very taken aback, taken aback by the whole family dynamic here. But they get a call from the WWE saying that they want Zach and Soraya to go to basically 
an NXT tryout. Yeah. Yeah. They want them to show up because they're taping SmackDown in the UK, and they want them to show up at the stadium tryout, which is a common thing that they do. They're actually sh- – I saw on Instagram earlier they're doing tryouts in India right now. Really? Yeah. So they go, and basically, after a montage, <laughs> you find out that uh, Paige is getting selected and nobody else is getting selected. Which I also thought was a pretty funny moment, too, because Vince Vaughn is the coach, and he's just like, okay, so thank you all for coming. I'm going to say your name, and if I say your name, you step forward, and if I don't say your name, this is the end of the road. Page. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I thought that was really great because everyone's there. But before we go too far away from there, something that I noticed, not everybody in that grouping at that tryout looked like a real wrestler, like in real life. But there was one guy, and I'm going to show you a picture of the actual wrestler and tell me if you remember seeing a guy like this because it was pretty obvious to me and it's also interesting because he's from the uk oh yeah immediately right yeah so there's a guy who's got like a black fur vest and he's got hair only on like half of his head like long to the side definitely supposed to be pete dunn who is the current nxt uk champion he's also the longest reigning champion in the wwe modern era so fun little fact that's all there's nothing really else to say. It's just I'm like, oh, that guy's definitely supposed to be Pete Dunn. Yeah. But everybody everybody else who was in the tryout, I couldn't place them on a real wrestler. So I think they do a lot of that where it's like maybe once maybe a couple people are peppered in from like reality, but for the most part they're just background actors. Yeah. But that's I mean, from this moment on, that's basically when because up until now I was just kind of like, This is this is enjoyable. I'm I'm in I'm watch like I'm in this. Yeah. But after that, that's when you start getting hit in the feels. Yeah. 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 For sure. But even that beginning part, it moves fairly quickly through. Like they don't sit too long on. Yeah. No, they don't. Everything. The, I, the pacing in this is fucking phenomenal. I'd say. Yeah. I like the pacing a lot more in the first three quarters of it. I would say. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We're only about one quarter of the way through right no, now. Yeah. But no. So like she has basically grown up always wanting to wrestle as well. But they kind of established in the beginning that she wasn't as into wrestling as her brother, kind of. Right. Because, like, they have a TV show on and she wants to watch Charmed, whereas her brother wants to watch wrestling. And basically, her brother's dream his whole life is to make it to the WWE to be a wrestler. And he doesn't get chosen. And she, like, that's heartbreaking for him. Yeah. And at the same time, he's got a kid on the way. Like, he needs to find a way to provide for this this kid. And his sister is the only one that gets chosen. And right. Also, like, they kind of show during the montage. But, like, he kind of wrestles circles around everybody that's there, too. Yeah. And he's also kind of coaching her during the tryout. Right. That's true. So it's, like, super devastating. Burning him up. Yeah. For him. And then I feel like for her also, like, she almost doesn't even want to do it. Well, yeah. Well, after she gets picked, she runs after Vince Vaughn outside. And she's like, you have to take my brother. And he's like, no, not gonna. He basically is just like, you'd be stupid not to take it. Just take it. You're doing it for the whole family. It's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's for the whole family. Mm -hmm. So she takes it, and now she is off to Florida Mm -hmm. for her NXT training and everything, which that's where you really start to see her out of her element, and it really starts to establish her as the outsider in this group which I think that's definitely exaggerated. I'm sure there were elements of her feeling out of place, but 
the locker room nowadays, not that I know, obviously I'm not there, but I do listen to like a lot of wrestler interviews, read some autobiographies, stuff like that. It seems like the locker room now and even then in 2012, 2013 was a lot more open and friendly to, especially because all of these people were newcomers. It's not like there were some grizzled veterans who were just like, who the fuck is this person like yeah. coming in? So I don't think it was that as much animosity as the shows, but I do think that it is necessary for the movie to establish her as like she was very much not like anybody else who was there, which is probably a huge reason why she was picked. Yeah. The events that they show in the movie may be more a um like manifestation of how she was feeling. And yes. that's how they decided to do it. Yeah. But still, I think it gets the point across. It was uh at times a little bit like I don't want to say like mean girls esque. No, it kind of was. Yeah, it kind of was. I said the main girl who she's kind of like not butting heads because they're not butting heads. They're just kind of like, you know, whispering behind her back, whatever the case. Her name in the movie is Jerry Lynn. First of all, Jerry Lynn was a wrestler. He <laughs> was a wrestler for ECW. I think mainly ECW is how most people would know him. But he was in WWF at the time later before they became WWE, but he also wrestled for like WCW and ring of honor. And, uh, he, but he was like an ECW world heavyweight champion. So I think that's where most people would know him, but he was cool. So I thought it was weird that they were using his name. I don't know if that was in on purpose as like an homage to him. I don't know why they would maybe like, he's like a favorite wrestler of hers or something like that. Uh, there's gotta be a reason. Cause it's all people that are, in the wrestling world are making this movie basically like yeah there's no way that at least the rock wouldn't have heard of who jerry lynn was yeah like they were in w like he was in wwf like like i said ecw so he had to have known him somehow but jerry lynn that character she i believe is supposed to be summer ray who's who's the ring name of a real wrestler who was in there at the same time as Paige. okay and they had like a feud back then too so i think jerry lynn is supposed to be summer ray that's just my observation. I have no other extrapolation on that. Continue. <laughs> I feel like they, they, it's a little weird because I feel like at first they set it up like she's the only real wrestler there that knows what she's doing. At least for the women. No, no, for the women. Yeah. I mean, they don't really go into the men in during this entire section of the movie. Nor do they much. need to. Yeah, no, they don't have to. I was but, happy that they left basically all the guys are nameless and faceless because you don't need there's, them. There's no point in that. You know, <laughs> like it, it would it would serve no purpose. So it's weird because they set it up as she's kind of the only wrestler there that knows what she's doing. But then they show her at a lot of points in the movie and she is like physically inadequate and in doing certain things. Yeah. Which kind of bothered me a little bit i don't know if that's the real story of it it just felt a little too theatrical for me i think it's real really you i think, think so? it's real a lot of wrestlers talk about when they first get to wwe or nxt or whatever the training regiment is so hardcore and especially for like when you first get there they like they try but to you think they that- drill you into the ground because it's more about stamina than it is strength and that's why like a lot of those exercises are like running things and it's they don't show as much lifting. There is some lifting, but it's mostly just running circles around the ring and they're doing like push-ups, jumping jacks, and they're just like sprinting and they're doing suicides, whatever. It's it's a lot of like conditioning more so than it is heavy lifting. Cause it's it's weird though, because she's going up against basically cheerleaders and models. Yeah. And they're doing much better than her. 
And then the one thing that she struggles heavily on that almost makes her break is a lifting exercise where she has to lift a tire. So do you think that she actually struggled more than her peers while she was there? I could kind of believe it, but there were also some other people who were there with her who I could also see having similar difficulties because just just based on their performances in ring because that I felt like I'm getting into probably my only actual negative in the movie <gasps> honestly uh-oh but there's a lot that feels very theatrical throughout it and I sure. felt like I felt like the whole training section of it felt kind of unrealistic cuz she's the only person there that knows what she's doing yet she's struggling with all these things. And then basically Vince Vaughn's like, you're not going to make it. And then she comes back and there's a very short montage of her helping the other wrestlers out. And then there's no match. Like you were saying, like there's no lead up to her getting onto NXT and winning a match or anything. It's just the rock pulls her aside and is like, Hey, you're going to the WWE. And it's almost yeah. like there's no, there's jumping real far ahead. I, well, yeah, because it's it, son it of a bitch, in, but <laughs> To me, there was no actual, like, it didn't feel organic, the, the whole lead up to that. It felt very, like, oh, uh, she's she's an underdog, 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 and then they never explain why she makes it there. It's just, like, and now why here's your break. the big yeah. push. I agree. That's probably the only thing that bothered me in the movie, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had mentioned that I think it's kind of crucial that they show her rise in NXT, but it only because of that that moment where she's like getting sent to raw. Cause she, at that point she hadn't proved herself, but in real life she had proved herself cause she had a character. She was the anti diva. She was good on the mic. She was great in the ring. She was the first ever champ women's champion in NXT. Like she had clout behind her. So when she showed up on raw, they didn't boo her like in the movie In the movie, they're like, ah, boo, who are you? You vampire bitch. Like <laughs> nobody said that, but how great would that heckle have been? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And in the movie, she's bad on the mic. Yes, she is. But she's great on the mic in real life. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that when we get further further in. But yeah, no, the training, I can see why you have your gripes with that section. But I didn't. it didn't bother me. Only because I've heard so many other people who've been through that system talk about how hard it was. Even being like... There's people who were like, I was a professional bodybuilder or power lifter or football player. And when I got to the WWE, I had never, never done anything like that. It was the hardest workout I've ever had in my life. And it like, I was not ready for it. So people who were been professional athletes for years and years and years get to WWE and find out, holy shit, this is not easy at all. Like mm-hmm. even the top, top people. But I mean, if you're a cheerleader, like, you do have to you exercise people, yeah. and work out and you're lifting people too. So I could see that transforming, but also I kind of agree. I don't think the models should have been so good at the more athletic stuff. Cause I don't know how much athletic training, like obviously you have to work out and stay fit, but there's a difference between like working out to stay fit and working out to perform in like an athletic yeah. you know, field mm-hmm. where you, cause that's a lot of like, you know, you're conditioning your lungs and your stamina and your strength. And it's like, you don't need strength to look pretty. <laughs> I don't mean to like talk down on like models. It's just, I just don't know. Yeah. That, that seems like the least believable thing. Yeah. But I could see cheerleaders doing better than her at that, that because there's big fat guys who can wrestle really well, but they can't, they can't sprint and they're probably going to be last in the race. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. 
So I can see it where she is the best in ring because being in ring shape is a lot different than just being like a physical specimen. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. I'm letting it slide. I, you know what though? Like I'm saying that that's my biggest negative with the movie or like my only real gripe with the movie. But even through that, I wasn't sitting there like, oh, this is so unrealistic because uh, Vince Vaughn is like really good throughout those entire sequences where yeah. I was, I was the horn. You can yeah. go home. You can end this. I was still really enjoying the, the parts there. It's just, and honestly, I don't even think it wasn't until the movie was about to wrap up that I realized, like, I don't like the way that all of that played out. Like while I was watching the first time I was, I was, I was enjoying it. Yeah. I just felt like there was going to be more of an organic lead up to her becoming in the WWE. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it, it probably would have been warranted, especially considering like her career. Mm-hmm. And I'd say like it's importance in the business even today. But you know, they they did what they had to. I think I think they chose wisely in getting you to care for her character. I think oh, they they wanted the- to spend more time gaining sympathy than because if they I think if they spent all that time showing you why she's a badass, when you get that final moment, it's less impactful because then you're like. Yeah, of course she of course she wins it. She's a fucking badass now. Yeah. Like it's kind of better to just have like that rocky moment at the end where it's just like she's timid and you don't know if she can win. And I will say, if you watch that match on Raw when she wins the Divas Championship for the first time and you watch it from the beginning, you can kind you can visibly see her nerves. The one thing they change is well actually there's a lot of things they change about the end. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get that far far yet she doesn't cut a promo after her match she cuts a promo before her match but i think you can you could see on that raw that aj lee kind of saves her a few times where like she's not saying anything and she is kind of like nervous but aj lee's a professional yeah and she saves her so she says something to kind of fill the air Mm -hmm. while she's kind of getting her feet under her so i i will say that that is pretty authentic like and I bet you they just exaggerated it for the movie because they're just like talking to Paige and she was like, I was a nervous wreck before yeah. that. I was I was actually surprised they used AJ Lee's name in it because she hasn't been on the roster in a long time. And she is married to Phil Brooks, who was CM Punk in WWE. Oh, and CM Punk's a big Blackhawks fan. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I a, that I actually, he is, I think, the only wrestler I follow on Twitter. Wow. Yeah, and, and he writes for Marvel Comics occasionally. Oh, I didn't know that. I think he wrote Thor. He wrote for a Thor series That's cool. for some time. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. And they're married, but he had a really bad falling out with the company. Yeah, he did. And he went on, what was it? Uh, He went on Colt Cabana's podcast and talked about like the whole like mistreatment of him. He went through the whole story and basically just like, he like, just said, he, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he, he made just, them look really bad. I actually listened to that. And he, uh, there was like a nasty lawsuit and everything. He actually got his papers for his termination on his wedding day with AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised that they actually used her name. But I think they did it because they used real commentary from the match. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I don't know why they cool. wouldn't. I mean, I feel like. Well, they own, I think they own the character, so they could do it. Yeah. But I'm just surprised that they would use her name given like the I mean she didn't leave the company on bad terms but just her connection with CM Punk. I was kind of surprised that they would even mention her. It's not it, a bad thing or a good thing. I was just like a little surprised. I was like, "Oh shit." Like they just left it in there. That's something I was wondering going into it. I'm like, 
is she supposed to be AJ Lee or is she just like, because they changed the other, that's the other weird thing. Like, why would you change the NXT women's names if you own them too? True. Why would you change them but not AJ Lee? But I, but then I, I do think it's so they can keep the commentary and like have some like real elements to it. Yeah, I think they also knew that probably after people who didn't know shit about wrestling like me saw this movie, they would go on the internet and find that match and watch it. Yeah, so they could search Paige versus AJ Lee. Yeah, or you know, or you know, at least just so then you can watch it and then see how authentic it actually is because the movie and and the actual match are very close, like we said. Well, they definitely add a lot to the movie's match because the match in real life was about three minutes, and then, but it was like a 10-minute scene in the movie. Yeah. There's a lot more. There's more back and forth in the movie. In real life, Paige hits her with one move, and it's her finisher. Yeah. The Paige Turner, a.k.a. the Zack Attack. <laughs> they, I feel like that it feels a little bit longer in the movie. I don't know if the actual actions in the ring are longer, but they, they keep cutting back to their family watching the watching the the, oh, know, the yeah. live feed of it. So I'm like, maybe that's why it just feels longer. It's because they keep going for reaction shots from people. Yeah. But no, there's still a lot more moves done. Is there? Yeah. In real life, it's basically AJ Lee like slaps her. She's on the ground and she jumps on her and then like she puts her ground and pound. The widow. What is it? The I thought it was something widow or something. That's oh, a, that, oh, that's oh. a mission hold. Yeah. Or she puts her in her little spider lock thing. I don't even remember the name of it right now. It's escaping me. Whatever. I guess I'm a terrible wrestling fan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not great with everybody's finishing names. But I, whatever. She I, she tries. She goes to put her in her submission, but in real life, she doesn't get her locked into it. I think in the movie, she's like locked into it, and then she breaks out and then hits her with it. No, she. It's like that in real life too. No, in real life, she's not fully in it. Really? Because it yeah. it does seem like that. Like when I was watching, I was like, okay, oh, well, you should I see what this. it really looks like. All right, I'll let her put me in that submission though. Okay. She's such a smoke show. <laughs> ridiculous but so is the 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 woman who plays her in this movie that is i don't know her real name but her ring name is Zelina vega and she is a real wrestler oh really like, currently on the roster in wwe that's cool i want to go back just a little bit because you had brought something up yes yeah sorry we we did jump a, we're gonna move around a little bit between the end and the middle end now yeah <laughs> But you had brought something up, and it was we were talking about the the whole training montage and all that stuff. And you said you think they changed things to make certain things more impactful. Uh, the movie gets very emotional. There was you said within the first fifteen minutes that you were almost crying. There yeah. was mul- at least two, maybe three scenes towards the end where I was like, "Don't be a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> hold it together." <laughs> Especially good because we saw this separate from each other, so you would have just been like a grown man crying by yourself in a theater. It was funny because I, uh, I went to the theater by myself and I picked it out. So I'm like, I'm gonna take the aisle seat, and then give, hopefully that seat in between me and the person next to me stays open, and it did. Nice. So it was very obvious that I was by myself because I wasn't sitting next to anyone. But yeah. it was a packed theater. Like the seat next to me that was open was probably like one of only like a few seats that was actually open. Uh, so if I was crying, they're gonna be like, what the fuck's with this kid over here? There were a good <laughs> amount of seats open in my theater, but I was sitting next to a group of four, like right next to somebody. Really? And I was like, I could just move over one seat, but I was already sitting and I didn't want them to think like, I thought they stunk or something like that, where I'm like, <laughs> I need to be one seat away from these people. <laughs> I was already settled in. Oh, which I don't know if I should interrupt but this is kind of a good time for a new segment that we've talked about because i was already settled into my seat which is why i didn't want to move and i already had my jacket there i had my poppy corns but 
I came up with a new segment recently called Sky's Sneaky Snacks. <laughs> We have talked about this, and it was hilarious. Yeah, we. I think we've mentioned on the podcast, too, that you're a son of a bitch, and you don't realize that I'm almost always sneaking something into the movie theater, especially, like, <laughs> beverages. So I'll yeah. buy a popcorn, get up there, like, let me get a popcorn. You'll forget that I told you I'm sneaking in a beverage, and you'll be like, oh, this movie's, like, two and a half hours long. You sure you don't want to drink with that? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm okay. Shut the fuck up. Like, your lips are looking chapter ready. <laughs> yeah, man. Are you parched? No, I'll, I'll be okay. Shut up. <laughs> but for this segment, I guess I'll ask you. I'm going to sneak a snack into the movies. I snuck something into the movies with me for this. All right. I don't know how a segment's going to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe I'll just review the snack I snuck in. Other times, if I go to a movie without you, I'm going to have you guess what I brought in. I like this. Now, for this first edition, it's probably a bad example because it wasn't technically a snack. So the only hint I'll give you is it was a beverage. It's a beverage. All right. I get three. I get a hint. You get one hint. Okay. Was it a soda? No. Did you bring a coffee? No. That would have been challenging. Maybe in a thermos. Did you bring a beer? Oh, I should have. But... All right, how about this? You hit three questions. I'll give you one other hint. Okay. I didn't bring a beer, but it was in a very similar can. Did you bring an Arnold Palmer? Fucking A, man. <laughs> That's crazy. You didn't even guess an Arizona. You nailed it. It was an Arnold Palmer. You brought you brought them here before. So I was like, let me think about this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. You had, but it could have been deep a... pockets. <laughs> Dude, I really, I love winter for sneaking snacks in. You got your big jacket. My big jacket, dude. I could fit a whole fucking Arnold Palmer T bone steak in there, <laughs> dude. You saw me bring a cheeseburger in once. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Just... the point, man. You you guys might never know what kind of sneaky snacks guys bring in. <laughs> so yeah, that's just a quick segment. I'm All probably right. gonna throw a little musical thing at the end. <laughs> that is now the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> just that that audio clip of me being a yes. psycho. <laughs> You know, back to the 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 regular scheduled review. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to interrupt. It came up organically. I I totally forgot about it earlier. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the first moment is that like really like hit me in the feels. It may have been when she returns home, like comes back home the first time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Especially like the stuff with her brother is like yeah. rough. Yeah, she has. It's a really good scene with. I mean, multiple scenes, but there's a really good scene specifically when she is kind of chasing after her brother well before that before that i'll mention real quick they they're supposed to have a match so that you know they're selling tickets because like oh wwe's page is coming home for this match and like waw and everything like that uh, against zodiac zach who's like their champion yeah so she's supposed to go over in the match or she's supposed to win sorry i'm using like wrestling terms now i know what you meant though yeah she's supposed to go over in the match and they're mid-match and he's just not taking the calls from her and he's just not abiding and he's like he's working stiff 
and hitting her with some pretty heavy shots and yeah, like genuinely th- hurting her. The pile driver that he does, right? That's yeah. technically illegal now, right? In WWE. In WWE. Yeah. Lots okay. of other places they do pile drivers. Oh, okay. But a lot of people have been hurt. Like even Stone Cold Steve Austin, his career is shortened for the same injury because he broke his neck in a match because somebody hit him with the pile driver, but they called it kind of wrong and they did it as like a sit out. So his head was too low and they literally just drove his head directly into the mat and he broke his neck Damn, and it shortened his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like serious business. And I was like almost worried. And I was like, wait, is this how she got her first neck injury? And even after the match, like her dad's like chasing after him. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You could have broke her neck. I think that's a little bit of foreshadowing to her neck injuries later in her career. Yeah. But that's all I wanted to say about that. Mm hmm. But yeah, they 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 have this scene basically where he kind of tells her like exactly what I was saying earlier, where he's just telling her how devastating all of that was for him not being able to like make it to the WWE. Yeah. But like before that, she actually has a scene with Vince Vaughn's character, and he basically tells her like, "Your brother doesn't have what it like, takes. the spark like that that yeah, it exactly. factor." So like knowing that and then seeing this, it just really like breaks you down a little bit. Yeah, man. And then uh, she kind of like tells him like these are all the things you should be thankful for. You've got like a kid, you got like a family that, you know, you're, she mentions the blanket. She's like, you're teaching a blanket how to wrestle. Like she's like, how's that even possible? (laughs) But no, that's, that was a great scene. And then, uh, he basically, he says something to her. I'm trying to remember what what it is. He's like going to WWE and wrestling. Like this was my dream. And she's like, well, it was my dream too. And then he's like, why are you throwing it away? Yeah. And that's kind of like where he storms off. Yeah. And he goes out and he goes to the bar drinking and like, you know, but I think that right there was what kind of gets her to be like, you know what? No, I gotta go back. Yeah, no, no, definitely. But then, uh, even like that scene right after, because um, they're back at the house, not the brother, just uh, Paige, Soraya, and her uh, her parents are back at the house, and they get a call from Zach's wife, and she's like, he hasn't come home, so they go out looking for him because they're like worried about him. He's at some bar and he's like picking a fight with like four guys and he he's whipping their ass like they don't get a yeah. shot in on him. He's doing <laughs> he's doing a good job. He's he bad. It was a pool ball at someone's head. <laughs> he throws a couple pool <laughs> balls. It was fucking dope. He cracks a cue on someone's face like yeah. he's nuts. But they find him and they drag him out and I thought that scene was really good because like the dad's like pushing him out of the bar and everything, and that's kind of what I mean about every character has such like an emotional depth to them and they just all feel so real in the relationships feels so real because like Zach's still pissed off and his dad is angry and pushing him away but the mom is almost more angry at the dad because the dad's been like willfully oblivious to like what's been going on with Zach so she's just like we are not even gonna have a family to to protect anymore yeah and I think even in the car she's like I don't care if you have to go back to thieving for this family because the way it's going we're not gonna have a family anymore Mm -hmm. like everyone's gonna be that car scene is a good scene too yeah Yeah, super super emotional in that in that whole moment and it just feels super tense like they do a really good job setting the stage for like everybody to have some real depth to their character yeah and it's something like I said you don't see a lot of movies taking that much care into what I think they would consider like just supporting or background you know yeah. characters his Zach's story arc in this movie too I I love because like yeah he goes through that and then afterwards 
he comes back to like he <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. He pulls the car back up to like the playground and apparently that yeah. blind kid's been sitting on that that swing Played. set for like years. <laughs> he's still sitting he's like, there. Don't tell me you're deaf now too. Yeah. But he that was like my my thought in my head. He's still sitting there and I was like, he just he's been there sitting the there this entire time. Probably. What else are you gonna do? You're blind. But but he but he literally like he pulls up and like they, they basically show how he, he gets his almost like his his spark is his passion for wrestling and teaching people yeah, how business. to wrestle because they, they, they show him and he's getting more he's happy again. He's he's with the school, he's teaching this kid how to wrestle again. And I just I I really loved his story arc to this movie. I thought that was another really uh great moment. And then also just leading up to right before that, um his older brother who's been in jail the entire time gets out and uh he says something like, you know, like, um, I would have never made it or something like that. Yeah, he's like, it, I just didn't. I, the older brother realizes it. He's like, I just never had it. And then he's like, but Paige made it. And she's like, well, she has what I never had. And he's like, what? He's, she had you. Yeah. And I think that's really what sparks him and like re- him realizing that like maybe his place is is there and just being a great wrestler at home and training other people. And that happens a lot in the business too. I thought that was something that's really cool. Like I also hear a lot of stories about guys where they're like, yeah, like I never made it to the main event. I was a mid card guy, but like I still get to be a part of this business and I still get to help younger talent, like grow and learn. And a lot of guys stay in the business by becoming trainers and coaches and stuff and really take a lot of pride in that. So I thought that was actually like really, really cool element to see. It's also funny, like you're talking about the guy like in like the mid card that kind of just helps other people get famous. That is basically Vince Vaughn's character, which you find out in like the I, last I really like that of the movie. I really like that reveal. Yeah. Um that he 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 says during that thing when he's telling Paige he's like, No, we're not gonna take your brother because what? He's gonna come here wishing to be a champion. He probably never will. He's gonna be fighting for airtime and then he's gonna Every chance he gets, he's going to try to kill himself. He's going to get further and further away from his family. He's going to take a 30-foot bump off the top of a cage yep. for what and whatever. And then later, like, The Rock's like, you know, that guy that guy fell 30 feet off of a steel cage just to make me look good. And, mm-hmm. find out, like, that's actually what Vince Vaughn did. Yeah. And, like, he's the one who's actually, like, far away from his family and stuff like that. And he's the one who kind of, like, that story was. And that was his, like, warning Yeah. for, for her. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I like that a lot, and, and then in that in around that same time is when we realize that The Rock refers to him as sex tape. Yeah, because he knows how to make people famous. I could not believe they that mentioned they said that they mentioned sex tape in this fucking movie. Yeah, and also just in the context of it, like he's sex tape because he makes people famous. Like, yeah, because if you've done a Google search of Paige, you've probably seen that she has quite a few nude leaks both in pictures and videos with multiple wrestlers some of them at the same time that was crazy that That, was like the big because i watched i watched the video relating to her comeback and she basically talks about how the leaks and stuff like that was like devastating for her and like she was like in a very dark like emotional place well that was also while she was off for her injury so it's like awful timing it 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 was super unfortunate i joked before but it is it's like kind of heartbreaking because like i mean that's such a shitty thing to happen and it had to have been somebody close to her yeah i i actually i knew about that scandal and then they said that and i was like 
whoa. Well, because WWE, I feel like, wanted to... Because they're, they're in the PG era right now. Yeah. They're a publicly traded company. They want to stay far away from that stuff. I couldn't believe that. It's WWE Studios. It's a movie about one of their wrestlers, and they actually mention Something, sex tape at yeah. all. Like They didn't mention directly that, but the fact that you would even put those words in, in the there, movie about her. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. Obviously, it's in there because of that yeah. scandal. Like, I can't believe they... I can't believe they would do that. Yeah. It was insane. That blew my fucking mind. The one thing I wanted to say in relates to this, um, The Rock shows up multiple times in this movie. I was a little worried that he was going to be too much in the movie, that he was going to be a focal point of this yeah. whole thing. And he just kind of pops in, has his has his lines, and gets out of there. I mean, he definitely pops in for moments that... I. He's in for integral moments of the film. But I don't... In real life, there's no way he... There's no way that that's, that's true. That, that's fine. I think I'm fine with it too. But there's no way he would be the one to tell Paige her, that yeah, hey, you're gonna be on Raw because he's he's not like a suit in the company. If anything, if any wrestler were to do it, it would be Triple H because he's actually COO yeah. of the company. That it or it would have been Vince McMahon himself. Yeah. When when I was getting to like the the way things happen, they don't seem organic. That was one of the things that it felt very theatrical with him. Just being like, hey, you got to come here. And they don't tell her. And then she goes, and it's just The Rock. And he's like, well, you got to call your parents. And then yeah. and like th- that whole thing, I was kind of like, okay, this is very movie-like. Yeah. But um, Which is all- fine. It is a movie. But in that is my, my favorite line in the movie. And it actually relates to our trailer park. Because he calls her dad. And he's like, hey, how's it going? This is The Rock. And he's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like just hangs up on him. And he's like, no, like it's really the rock. And like Paige is like, no dad, it's like really the rock. And he goes, yeah. And I'm Vin Diesel. And he goes, well, I hope not. Yeah. I, I, I thought that too. I thought that was such an awesome, cause they have like their, you know, relationship that they have just from the fast and furious movies where they do not get along. And I just thought that that was like a, such a petty move for the rock to put that in there. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't have it really written. And then the rock was like, can I take a shot at Vin? <laughs> he's like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> but I mean, all I'm I'm complaining about how it doesn't feel organic. But at the same time, his appearance in the movie felt very Tony Stark like in Homecoming, yes, where he's where such a such a good observation, sir. Oh, thank you. Where he just he's there. You just he does his job and he gets out of there. They don't overutilize him, and uh, I I really like the scenes that he's in. He some of them are very funny, and then some of them you get a really you get some really good emotional moments out of it. Oh man. Oh fuck! I just came because you just <laughs> you just linked a wrestling movie to the MCU. <laughs> oh, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm glad you like that. Oh but, fuck! But yeah, no, it, that's that's how I was. I was very happy that they didn't overutilize him. He's like on the cover of this movie. He's like right in the oh, front yeah. of the poster. Yeah, that's right. That is a little weird. And and he's really not in it that much, which I was happy about. Yes, I thought he was. I did think he was going to be in it less. I thought it was just going to be that backstage segment when they're at. Smackdown, and they're asking him advice. Questions. That was, was also really very funny. funny. That's probably and he like fa- he like kicks the wall and he's but he turns around and he's smiling. And he's like, "Yes, Zach." Like, <laughs> That's probably my favorite moment in the movie in terms of the comedy in this movie. And then yeah, no, I mean from here basically she fights AJ Lee, wrestles and she wins her title. And this is another thing I know like wrestling is obviously scripted, yeah, and they are acting in the ring, but. When you watch that scene in this movie and she wins, you feel like she just like you feel like this is something that she actually like won. 
they don't ever tell you in the movie either like you're gonna win like the whole thing of not telling you that she's gonna win or never like leading up is both a little weird but also adds i think to the the like emotional impact of the movie also wouldn't be accurate knowing that everything is booked (laughs) yeah it's the booking But, but like i i can't decide if i like that or dislike it i think it's got pros and cons it feels a little inorganic, like I've said before, but at the same time, when she wins, you feel so happy for it, and it's like, yeah. and it's almost like that underdog story, like she overcame the odds type thing. And you know, when you watch the actual fight when she's got the the belt, you can t- like tell like she's acting like she's in complete shock, like oh my god, this happened. But when yeah. you watch it in the movie, it feels like real emotion that she's like, holy shit, I actually just won this thing. Fuck yeah, so. dude. Even in the crowd, especially because the night after WrestleMania is such a crazy night. Like, there's usually a lot of debuts, which that was her debut. So there's that energy in the room. Everybody's super hyped because the biggest pay-per-view of the year just happened the night before. That was also a very interesting WrestleMania because that was the year that... Is that the year The Undertaker lost? Yes, exactly. Okay. And that's also the year that Daniel Bryan won, unlike the in the main event and everything. So it was a really crazy WrestleMania. And then the next night, you know, the NXT champion comes out and then wins the Divas champion. That's actually why she relinquishes the NXT championship. She never loses it, but they're just like, well, you're on the main roster now and you're already the champion. So if you're not going to defend this one, then you need to let go of it so that we can have a champion down here. Yeah. That's like the storyline. Like I'm sure they weren't dicks about it because mm-hmm. obviously they made her the champion. Yeah. But yeah, that it's just such a crazy and like emotional night. And it, it's like known that the Monday night raw after WrestleMania is always like the most wild crowd. So she got such a good reaction, like even in real life too. So I think they did a good job, like playing that up for everybody. And obviously they had to change certain elements to make it more cinematic because in real life, like she wins and just rolls out of the ring and like hightails it out of there because she doesn't want to get beat up by the sour champion. And also AJ Lee in real life had a heater in Tamina. Heater's just like a big, bigger wrestler who's your backup basically. And just like beat the shit out of people for you. Yeah, she's in the clip that I saw. Right. She is awful. Tamina's awful. Really? Uh, I hate her. She's the worst. (laughs) So I'm glad that they omitted her from this movie. It also just would have been unnecessary. Like, Mm -hmm. you would have been like, who the fuck is she and why is she in the ring right now? (laughs) She's not the champion? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So I had no problem with that. So, yeah, like, I mean, they had to change some things, but I think those things were for the best. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of factual inaccuracies, but I feel like they all, for the most part, pay off. Yeah. This isn't like, because I saw Bohemian Rhapsody last year, and there's so many factual inaccuracies in it, and they all fucking suck. And they don't do anything for the story except make it more mediocre. Like, this actually, like, the inaccuracies, I feel like, help play up the character development. Right. I I don't think they're changing anything fundamentally important. No. And if they're changing something, it's to further one story or another. If it's not specifically furthering her story in her relation to WWE, it's furthering her story in relation to Zach or her parents or just hurt herself and her own development and stuff. So I think that the liberties that they took are passable because I think they changed what they needed to. Yeah, I think 
in most general sense, the main objectives of this movie are to A, tell her story, B, tell a underdog story that anyone can, you know, anyone can relate to the underdog story. Yeah. And then can kind of be like a movie where you can leave the theater pumping your fist and feeling good. Yeah. I know you had a different reaction, but I think for the general right. moviegoer, that is the objective. And I feel like they accomplished all of that. I still well. had some of that feel good, but the feel good was kind of like not tarnished, but it had this, it had this undertone of just like, Oh, that's, that's such an amazing moment. It's so sad that it, her career was so short. Yeah. Because she was so fucking good. She is so fucking good. I'm not saying was like, she didn't die, but <laughs> she just is fucking great. And she's, she still has a role in the business. Even when she retired, the night she retired was the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. And then the next night on SmackDown, she was announced as the general manager of SmackDown. So she still had an on-screen role. And there's talks that she's been kind of off lately because she's doing like press junkets for this movie. Which brings me to the the thing I was telling you about the Instagram thing. There's a funny, there's a funny clip where they're in an interview and they're asking the actress who played Paige question like oh so like did you know a lot about her career and stuff before she's like she's like yeah definitely and then like once i got the role and everything i did a google search for page and then you can see because it's just like a wide shot of all of them and page's face just kind of makes like a little like <laughs> like real quick though she's like yeah i did a google search for page and she went because <laughs> like she knows she's like well the first thing that pops up is my sex tape so yeah. <laughs> there's also a little detail that will have no impact on you at all. But the fact that they peppered this detail into the movie impressed me to no end. (laughs) There's a fucking guy that I hate and a lot of WWE fans hate because he is always front row center on TV in the crowd. I call him vampire guy. And so does my wrestling group chat. We refer to him as vampire guy. I've heard him just referred to as like long haired guy or whatever. There's this fucking guy (laughs) <laughs> who is always in the front row of every goddamn thing, thing with his mom or somebody. And he drives me batshit insane because he's everywhere. He's at every event and they travel. They don't just film this in one town where yeah. it's just like, he's a local guy who just has like season tickets. He travels to see every fucking thing. Maybe not a hundred percent of the shows, but almost every time you're watching, you're like, how the fuck is he there? How does he always have those tickets too? Yeah. He's always front row center, long hair, <laughs> like a, a blouse fucking hate him. But during their match on raw in the movie, there's a guy who looks like him in the same spot that he's always sitting. And I was like, that attention to detail is bananas. Yeah. That's fucking insane. So just real fucking kudos. Holy shit. Like what? <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was like, now he's in this fucking thing too. I can't get rid <laughs> of him. him. <laughs> this guy. This fucking the nerve. Guy. Yeah, but that crash in the set. <laughs> really, I hate him. But the fact that they put him in this movie, I was like, wow, that that's an attention to detail that you could only get from somebody who is in the business. Yeah. So that's who, pretty. That's pretty cool. Hell like yeah. I said I would not have gotten that, but <laughs> I know. But but now when it comes out, like I really want to point him out to you. There he is. That's the guy. That's the son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you want to start wrapping this up? We've talked a lot about it. I um, told you this was gonna before we recorded. I was like, this is gonna be a three-hour episode because I love wrestling. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I was saying earlier, where 
I think the the Rock's sense of humor is mar- like all over this movie, but in this one part in particular, I was like, "Yep, there it is." Yeah. The screen fades to black, and text starts showing up saying like what they did after the movie. Yeah. And then it shows up, and it's basically just like, "The Rock has had a very successful career." Yeah. <laughs> and in, it's like in movies. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like I feel like that was a given, and everybody knows that at this point like yeah so it was it was just, just him, it, it was just him stroking his ego basically let him <laughs> but i thought that was i think that he definitely added that as like a comedic like no shit type thing yeah maybe i don't know it's great yeah i loved it but what did the people think about this what did the critics think what did the audience think can you hit me with a tomato tomato all right tomato 91 percent it's beefy. It's a beefy tomato. It's a beefy tomato. Tomato, 88%. Wow, not a big difference. Not a big difference. Crowds are loving it. Critics got, are loving it. You've got an A- minus to a B plus. That is true. I am going to say tomato. Tomato? Yep, tomato for me. What's your letter grade? I'm going, and for the first time on the podcast... I'm in the A's. I'm going A minus. A minus? This is an A minus for me. Nice. I really loved this movie. Even it's it's hard to take it away from my fandom of wrestling, but there's been wrestling movies that are awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I we so, talked about the WWE's like I mean, that those aren't wrestling movies, but, Right, right. I mean, but even there's been movies about wrestling that are, you know, trash. Yeah. <laughs> and I still like them, but I realize that they're trash. Mm-hmm. This is really good and i've said before there's so much heart and there is so much depth to these characters that everything feels real and it really brings you in to that world and yeah when it wants to be funny it's very funny it's charming it can be sweet and it can be brutal and it's just fucking great and it pulled on my heartstrings and yeah can't stress it enough it's fucking great i really like this movie it's uh it's funny that you mentioned uh like you're wrestling fan, so like, obviously you're gonna like. But there's wrestling movies that are bad. I'm a diehard. As much of a wrestling fan as you are, I am the same when it comes to hockey. Yeah. And there are plenty of hockey movies, and the majority of them I don't like. Really? Yeah. So wow. like, I, for me, I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, for a movie about wrestling, for you to like this much, that probably means that it's really good. Because for me, a hockey movie needs to be really good for me to like it. Most of them I don't like. I really don't even like the Mighty Ducks movies that much. Whoa, it's, blasphemy. Yeah, it's really like... Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Slapshot and Miracle are like... The, oh, I love Slapshot. Slapshot's my favorite hockey movie. Yeah, I mean, come on. So but <laughs> Try to hear the fucking song! I think I like Miracle more, but Slapshot's great. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. But um, for me, I am going Tomato as well. Wow, I almost suspected you would you would land on the tomato side. You thought so? A little bit. Um, cause I, I wasn't sure how much my bias was leaning into my grade. That's why I figured I'm like, I might be scoring this high because I love wrestling. So maybe you would score it a little bit lower cause you don't have the same knowledge or attachment. I don't think you need the knowledge or the attachment of it. That's I think, good. This, I think this is just a good movie. That's good. That makes me feel like I can trust my own opinion more. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- these are my complaints about the movie. Cause really like we almost only talked about positives of this, of this movie. My only real negatives are the kind of pacing inorganic nature of the whole training segment of the movie leading up to the final part. Mostly just the third act. I don't I don't really like that. And then I feel like the whole just story, underdog story type thing is a little cliche. Like I feel like I've seen yeah. this thing before, 
But at the same time, I don't know if I've seen it with the level of like emotional impact that it has on me. And at the same time, it doesn't just give you like a story arc for one character and wraps it up in ice bow. Like it wraps up almost every character in this movie yeah, really well. And, and it handles each character so delicately. Yeah. And like, it doesn't feel cluttered. Like I said, like, it had me very close to tears multiple times. And I feel like that is like, if you can do that, you're doing something right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it does have some flaws, but this is definitely the best movie I've seen in 2019 so far. I mean, that's not saying a lot. I said at the top, I'm like, I've only seen yeah. six movies and most of them have been bad, but They've um, almost all been D. Yeah. D if, movies. This, if this movie was a 2018 release, it, this, this would have landed in my top 10 easily. I know, but I've also I, only seen 25 movies in 2018. I, I know it would have been in your top 10. It would it'd be pushing for ten, really on my list. I think that's so. impressive. Yeah, I don't think it would make it, but man, it, this it'd would be, be up there. this would be like at 15, least top twenty, top twenty for sure, for sure. Yeah, that that is that still is still very respectable yeah. out of like hundred and twenty movies that you saw like coming out. Yeah, no, I I like this a lot. I will most certainly be buying it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Me too, one hundred percent. Day it comes out, buying it. I'm also giving this an A minus. Nice. So both of us first A. Of the year. Yeah. Of, of 2019, this is the first A for both of us. Saw it on Saturday in the morning, and then later me and my girlfriend were talking about going to the movies, and I kind of wanted to see it again. That's great. Yeah. I would totally see this again in theaters. Yeah. I, would, I, re- it I might really be fun. liked it. It might be fun for us to see it again in theaters, and since we've seen it, like we can kind of like chat with each other quietly Like if we're sitting in the back and there's not a lot of people, maybe towards the end of its run. I could point out some things to you you might have missed. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's things that I didn't write down because Dark Theater, it's really hard for me to take my notes. <laughs> I have thought about purchasing one of those little book lamps. <laughs> and just be so being, obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, the most annoying guy in the movies. Also be like middle row, middle seat, so everybody around me has to see the stupid light. That's one thing that's different. You like to go right in the middle. I like, I like kind of hanging off onto the side. I don't like it. I know you don't like it. That's why it's always like we're picking out seats and you're like, I want the one right in the middle next to all the other people. I'm like, can we just be like loners and be like off to the side? <laughs> uh, it's not about that. It's not about being next to people. It's I want to be centered on the screen. I don't want to see like a bunch of wall to my left mm-hmm, and true. then the movies over there. Yeah. The only time I ever worry about that is if I'm seeing a 3D movie. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, I don't, it doesn't doesn't matter so much to me. But Good. That means I won. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of indifferent. I just don't want to sit front row. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Let's all agree on this podcast right now that the front row is the worst. When I saw Lord of the Rings, the two towers for the first time, I had to sit the front row in the corner. Wow. You know what? Very similarly, I saw Iron Man, the first one opening night. Also first row, but not all the way to the corner. We were like close. We were maybe like the third seat in from the left. Mm -hmm. So front row all the way to the side. It was awful. And it was before the time where they basically put, reclining couches and movie theaters this was back when it was just stiff ass chairs yeah awful little fucking chairs <laughs> well man i am spent i love talking about wrestling i love doing this podcast and when we talk about movies but i can talk about wrestling for ever and not get <laughs> exhausted that's the way that i am with hockey well which hopefully there's no hockey movies coming out soon there is though oh really what yeah uh it's called goalie. Wow. <laughs> it's great. I don't know what it, it might be. Cause I, I looked it up. There's really like no names in it. And I was watching is it like a Canadian movie. No, I don't, I don't think it is. I saw the trailer and it, it's also uh, a biopic um, for one of the greatest goalies of all time. 
and it was like Wayne Gretzky. There you go. No, it was only hockey player I know. Jacques Plant, and it was be- he played before there was helmets on goalies. Cool. So it's yeah, back in then. But so he has none of his teeth. Oh, he. If you see pictures of him, his face. He looks like Frankenstein now. That's his awesome. face got fucked up. Uh, that um, actually sounds pretty dope. But uh, he is it in the Frankenverse? <laughs> another universe. <laughs> another universe. But no, he. I'm not sure if it's going to be in theaters or like a Netflix movie because I was watching the trailer and like the color grading looks kind of cheap on it. So I was like, uh, I don't know. But if that's a theater release or even if it's a Netflix release, we might need to do that just so I can give all the facts on that one. Similar, how do you, you did with this one? Hell yeah, man. Also, Kevin Smith's apparently working on a, a hockey movie. That makes sense. He yeah. loves hockey. Yeah. He pretty much only wears hockey jerseys. <laughs> Basically. Now he's skinny. All right. Well, I mean, I owe you a hockey movie now. We saw a wrestling movie for me and now. There we go. But I swear to God, if your fucking hockey movie is anything less than a B minus, I'm gonna lose my shit. I'll make sure it's not the Love Guru. <laughs> I'll see the Love Guru. Have you seen the Love Guru? Not in its entirety. It's bad. I don't want to see it in its entirety. <laughs> it's not very good. I've seen enough. If it was five minutes, it was enough. That, that's More one of those enough. movies that I'm like, this is sort of a hockey movie, and I'm sort of hating it. And by sort of, I mean I'm a lot of hating it. <laughs> a lot of hating it. <laughs> yeah. Well. What better way to wrap up a movie podcast than talking about The Love Guru? (laughs) Everybody at home, go watch The Love Guru. And while you're watching it, maybe this is a bad idea to tell people to watch The Love Guru and then rate us because they're going to be like, these fucking idiots told me to watch Love Guru. That movie's trash. This podcast, one star. (laughs) You're lucky I get that. I wish I could give it zero stars. I love reading reviews where people are like, I wish I can give this zero stars. It's like, well, you could just not leave a review. You fucking dick. Mind your own fucking business. We need more positivity out there. So hit us up on Instagram. Reach out to us. And until then, suck it, losers.